faces, smiling faces tell lies. They don't tell the truth. Hello, hello, this is Laura Pareka coming to you from sunny California. Do you study faces? Well, how else are you going to tell if there are wolves at the door? Let's learn to study people's faces, to pay attention to what their true motives are. You see, false people are in love with false stuff. So, in order to be happy and live your best life now, you may want to take a look at how you can keep the wolves at bay, so to speak. Nobody has only happy, positive people around them. Everyone has at least one nemesis, at least one person who you wish you didn't have to interact with because you already know they are nothing but trouble. And sometimes... The worst thing that can happen is when we don't realize people are trouble. And this is why I said, study faces. Take some time tomorrow or even today to look at other people's faces. If you're not with anyone right now, open your photos in your phone and take a look at some of the faces of some of the people you know. And then say to yourself, what does this face say to me? Are their eyes smiling? Do they have a wrinkled brow which shows that they're upset or concerned about something? If you learn to steady faces, you'll be ahead of the game. Now, why did I say that there are wolves at the door? Well, because a lot of times people have ulterior motives. They, they have motives that they do not let you know right out. As a matter of fact, they will pretend that they have other reasons for doing or saying what it is that they're doing and saying. So we must question people's motives. Now, I don't want to create you into someone paranoid. However, it does it does help you to study this, to learn about this, and then put it in your back pocket so you now can be more prepared. Question people's motives. What's the real reason for their request? Let's say someone asks you to, I don't know, something as simple as go with them somewhere. What's the real reason they want you to accompany them? We take for granted that we know the answers to these questions, but how do you know until you stop and think? This is why critical thinking is so important. We must learn to think and analyze. What about, here's an example, uh, people in power. There are people in power that started out because they really want to help others and somehow things go wrong and then you say, why is that person in power making those decisions? And you can tell that it's not in the best interest of, of the general population and, and then you start to you know not trust people and while it is harder for people in power to stay honest and true to their initial motivations, it's not completely impossible, but when we look to people in power, that's a good place to start studying faces. <laughs> uh, when you know that a politician is lying about something, look at their face. Is it easily um, is it easy to see in their expression? Do they cover it up well? What can you tell in their body language that speaks to you louder than their words? I've taught my students many times how to take a stance. I used to call it the Wonder Woman stance, where you put your hands on your hips and put your shoulders back and your head high, your chin up. And that stance in and of itself makes you feel more in control, more alive, more powerful. Try it. Try it and see if you feel better by standing tall and erect. Or try this. Smile. 
Just the act of smiling makes you feel better. It sends a signal to your brain that says you're happy. (laughs) And so you feel happier. Who knew? Well, now you know. So now you have a little hidden uh, weapon, a secret weapon. Is If you're feeling down, is force a smile. And it will help you to turn things around. Do you want to be in charge of your own life? Listen, we don't want to control others, but we do need to be in charge of our decisions and our lives. Do you look for other people's weaknesses? No, really take a look inside. When there's someone around you and you sense their weaknesses, what do you do? If you look at animals, look at dogs or cats, your pets, they do not like weakness in other animals. If there is a dog that is weak or sick, the other dogs will not pity them and bring them a cup of soup. (laughs) Or to the contrary, they will dislike that animal and move away from it because in nature, uh, weakness is not an admirable or or even something to be uh, given sympathy for. Unless, of course, you know, let's say it's a... um, a group of animals and that's the baby or something like that or or maybe a, a herd or a, or a, a group of animals that is a tight-knit family then of course you know it's, it's a little different however in general if you have a, a few dogs and, and a weak dog enters the picture those other dogs are not going to take kindly to that weak dog so in nature it's normal for animals to recognize weakness if you're afraid of dogs you're probably more likely getting bitten by a dog because they can sense that weakness and they figure, why this person is afraid of me. Hmm, what does that mean? And they may take advantage of that. So you want to be in charge of your own feelings, your own vibe that you emit, the the signal you send out to the world, not just your words, but, but that aura about you. So you want to learn to do things like take a strong stance, smile more, um, look up. Looking up brings joy and possibilities to your life when you look up. When you're sad, you'll naturally find that you're looking down at the ground. So instead, force yourself to look up. Makes you feel better very much quickly. Hmm, Let's see what else. How about, you know, I was talking a lot about body language. Let's talk about deceptive words. Because people do use words very much to control others. Think of someone who gives you a lot of promises, empty promises. They never come through. Well, that is probably someone you should avoid. Unless it is your child, in which case you really need to start working on helping them learn to follow through with their promises and other things equally important. But in general, people can use words to deceive by making promises they don't intend to keep. Oh, here's a good one. Feigning interest. If you've ever been in a group of people and a certain person wants to win favor with you or, or you know, I don't know, get something from you, they will often feign interest, pretend that they're interested in what you're talking about when really they could care less. The common uh, example of this is someone asking someone out on a date that they really want to go out with. And let's say the boy really wants to kiss the girl. He'll pretend to be interested in what she talks about when he could care less. He just wants to get a kiss out of that girl. So be careful of feigned interest. And can you tell when someone is pretending they're interested in what you say? Yes, you can. Try. Pay attention tomorrow to people that are pretending to be interested in you. And think to yourself, what is their motive? Are they really interested? 
How can you tell? Use those critical thinking skills. People will fake a lot of things. They'll tell you what you want to hear. This is very common and sometimes we do it absent-mindedly. So beware of your own ability to catch yourself when you tell people what they want to hear. Someone says, oh, I love to exercise, but I also love to eat hamburgers. And most people will put on their post, yeah, that's true. We all do that. Oh, yeah. But you should eat what you want or something to the to the direction of, yeah, you're right. When they feel just intrinsically, this person just wants validation. So they don't even stop to think whether it's right or wrong or what they really believe. And they just feign interest and they tell you what you want to hear. Oftentimes, same thing. Boy likes girl, boy tells girl what she wants to hear and vice versa. So there's another thing to keep an eye on and in your own behavior too, not just looking at others and what they're doing wrong. Use this information to look at yourself, to evaluate yourself and become a better man or a better woman. Do you use pleasant words to cover unpleasant motives? If so, decide that you're going to change that. You're going to be more transparent, more honest, more genuine. People are attracted to genuine, honest people. They are. Don't believe me? Try to be very genuine and kind and honest and see what happens. You will finally find that you're a people magnet. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't talk to you about the opposite, if I didn't talk to you about covert hostility. It's bad enough when someone is overtly hostile. They say, hey, I don't like you, or they cuss at you, or they're, they're mean. At least they're letting you know what they think and where they're coming from. Worse than that is the person who is covert. They cover up their hostility with jokes and um, little things that appear to be niceties. For example, someone who will... Pretend that it just slips out that they're telling you something bad about someone else and says, oh, did I, did I say that? Oh, shh, don't let them know I told you that. When all the while they intended to be that thorn between you and the other person. Or they'll tell a joke, ha ha ha, and it's not funny, but they're trying to cover up their hostility by pretending it's a joke, making fun of you perhaps. These are people that we need to look out for. And more importantly, don't be that kind of person. Decide that you're going to be more alert. You know, alertness is safety. And you want to be alert, not just to people that could be harmful to you, but also for yourself so that you are not harmful to others. And we call it situational awareness. It's when you pay attention to what's going on around you. I've told you many times we must own our own mind. Well, the way to own your own mind is to learn. Take time to learn about emotional um, intelligence and take time to practice becoming a better person. You know what? You have a right to solitude. So if you have people around you who are interfering with that, as we said earlier, like it could be someone who has different motives and so they do things to bully you or confess confuse you or flatter you or bluff you or soothe you. Oh, you poor dear, I agree with you. Or even shame you. This is a bad one. I really, really dislike people who do this. They guilt you or shame you. And that is so harmful. I really hope 
to never do that myself to anyone. And boy, if I catch myself, I'm, I'm quick to change and apologize. We must learn to discipline ourselves. We must learn to take a look at ourselves in the mirror. I'm talking to the man in the mirror, right? Remember that old song? Um, I'm asking him to change his ways. The only real person you can affect change with is yourself. Got to start there with you. So be at ease. Like you don't want anyone, you don't want to look at anyone as smarter than you or dumber than you or more valuable than you or less valuable because that sets you up for these different kinds of ways of interacting with people. If you consider everyone as an equal, you would never do things like act powerful over them and try to control their behavior or bully them. You you wouldn't do those things because you consider them an equal. So we must do this. I was mentoring a classroom teacher once who took his students into the lunchroom, taught them the names of the lunch ladies who were serving their food, the names of the the custodians who were cleaning the school, and he made sure that they knew no one was below them and also no one was above them. And it was a really good lesson for his students to learn. Some of the best lessons aren't anywhere in the textbooks. They just come from the greats. We call those good teachers. We call them the greats, the ones who teach above and beyond the textbooks. Banish fear. Now, how can you banish fear? One way is you can decide that you're only going to explain yourself to yourself. You don't owe other people an, an explanation. You do owe yourself one, though. So you do need to look in the mirror and decide why you're doing what you're doing. And more importantly, just try to change. You know, give yourself that uh, habit of being a person who is into personal growth, a continual learner. Nobody else is going to rescue you. But you can rescue yourself. Imagine you mess up. Say to yourself, it's okay. I just didn't know yet. And learn it. Learn whatever it is you need to know to get you to that next level. You do not want to be living in a world of hoaxes. You don't want to be living somewhere with fake things going on and not knowing, you know, who's who and what's what. And you you want to pay attention and you also want to stop um, being a part of it. You don't want to let people treat you poorly, but you also must stop treating others poorly. It costs too much to fall for all this stuff. It really costs you your life. It dims your light. So yes, anybody can be happy in good weather, but what about when the weather's bad? This is why they say when you're dating someone to know them through four seasons. Because when they're happy and everything is good, well, yeah, of course, it's easy to say they're wonderful. But how do they interact? How do they react when or respond? Hopefully they respond instead of react when things are really lousy. Now, of course, we need to give grace because nobody's perfect. But seeing someone through all different seasons in their life, when the days are cloudy as well as when they're sunny, gives you the ability to see how they really do interact in all sorts of circumstances. Stay alert and safe. For you to be safe, you must be alert. For you to grow and become better, got to try some of these things I said. How about you reach out to me and let me know 
What next do you want to hear about? Are you happy to learn about ways to banish fear and to be at ease with other people and to rescue yourself, to know some safety signals? By the way, safety signals uh, are your gut feelings. If you have a gut feeling about someone, you're probably right. That can be a safety signal for you to pay attention to your gut. What next do you want to learn about? Leave me some comments. You can always email me also at laura at sevendailyhabits.com. Hope to hear from you soon. And until next time, I want you to live your best life now. And what does it begin with? Critical thinking. Bye-bye.